everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is December 10th, 2023. Jeff, want to mention our good friend Alan Taylor at Taylor May Pools. Another perfect day in San Diego. Believe it or not, it's December, a few weeks away from Christmas. And you could have gone swimming if you wanted to. Ask about available financing. Alan Taylor standing by more than 20 years of doing this, building better pools than anybody else. Ask about that perfect pool in your backyard at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, I'm not going to lie. There are things that I do that may be described as a little weird. One of my favorite things, and I've said this, is YouTube. If you watch a couple of videos on YouTube, they're going to continue to send you the same types of videos. And the things that I've been obsessed with, I think I've mentioned this in the past, but right now when it's fall and there's a little bit of that chill in the air, I'm absolutely fascinated by people that go out and camp yeah. in the coldest nights you can think of. And maybe they're in their camper or their van or they've got a truck shell on. And I'm just fascinated by these people because all of them, have some kind of kitchen set up in the back and they're making this turkey chili, cornbread, chicken Kiev. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're in a goddamn 74 Ford Ranger. And you're making, hey, now we're going to make some steamed baby carrots. God, yeah, throw them in there. <laughs> but you look at it, you go, man, I wonder if I could hang in that world. And then you go out today and it's 72 degrees in Coronado. Yep. And you go, why the hell would I want to hang in exactly that world? Exactly right. I'd rather just be right here. Dave said it. You can watch cold weather videos and then be thankful that we live in San Diego where it never gets cold. 72 degrees today. And the cool thing about TaylorMade pools is they are going to make that pool the way you want it. So if you want the TV and the sound system out back so you can hang out and enjoy NFL football, college football, the NBA, whatever you're watching, you can do it all while enjoying the incredible weather that we've had. Here's all I invite you to do. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, click on the sponsor page, and look at what your neighbors have had done. Take a look at it, find some of the ideas you like, and then expand on it. Nothing's going to leave Alan sleepless at night, tossing and turning. I don't know if I can do that. He wants to put a slide in? Yeah. Go ahead. Be crazy. Be nutty. TaylorMade Pools can make it happen, and they'll make it happen for you. Absolutely. If you've ever been around a pool and somebody all of a sudden pushes somebody in, but they didn't remember that that person had their phone in their pocket, oh. and guys get out with a little bit of a temper, and a fight breaks out. Uh-oh, look out. Cops come. Going to need that bright bail bonds right there to bail you out, to help you out, because, look, you never know what happens. You have that number in your wallet, in your phone, ready to go. Fabian and Miguel, they're standing by. They've written more than 20,000 bonds. They know that you can get into trouble, and they'll put you in the right hands. Again, make sure Fabian and Miguel, they're able to assist you 24-7. Let's get out of jail as fast as possible. 888-669-0295. 888-669-0295. Well, Dave jokes about it, but anybody who has been out and about of late, it feels like for the last couple of months, but especially now... As we close in on the holidays, ooh, those nerves are frayed. And all it takes is one bad decision. But the other thing that we're going on right now is we're closing in on everybody's holiday party. And holiday parties are pretty cool. And you say, you know what? Yeah, give me, hey, give me a little tug on that eggnog. And don't be so, you know, don't be so squeaky with the extra juice in there. Give me, come on, give me a couple of those. I've had a rough week. 
And you gunk, 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 that down. You know what? Give me one more and keep them coming until I tell you stop. And stop giving me that look or you're going to get one of these. And you gunk, 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 another one down. Then you decide to get behind the wheel. And guess what? Jimmy Betancourt's in the rearview mirror. Uh-oh. You're going to the old Gray Bar Motel. There's no early check-in and there's no early checkout unless you've got the number from Bright Bail Bonds. Yep. Now, for our friends that are attorneys out there, we told you you can do the online bonding. That means the process to get your idiot client out is going to go a whole lot faster. Miguel and Fabian know what they're doing. They've been doing this for a very, very long time. And if you're the one that made one bad decision, they're not going to judge you. They're just going to help you get out as quickly as they can, faster than anybody as I go off mic because I never have my notes next to me. The number is 888-669-0295. All the jails in Southern California as fast as it goes. Your friendly and professional bail agent when you need one are the guys at Bright Bail Bonds, 888-669-0295. All right, so here we go. There's major news this weekend. Is that right? Okay, so I kind of don't want to start on Saturday. I want to start on Friday when we tell this story. Yep, okay. 100%. So so there's, again, we're talking about Shohei. Everyone mm-hmm. knows you turn in the show, you want to know, all right, these fuckers have been talking about Shohei for over a year on what it's going to be when it's this point. So let's go to where basically the end of this story, most exciting part of the story. Not the very end of Saturday, but let's go with Friday. Friday was incredible. Friday was incredible. Unless you're John Morosi. Yes, I want to do all this. I want so, to go through all this. Go ahead, so I'll let Friday, you for all of us that were paying attention to Otani, we'd seen the Juan Soto trade go down, and and that was determined. And look, we can we can we can pitch it any way we want, right? That. Maybe he's not a great left fielder. Maybe he's this, maybe he's that. Should he base runner? Talk about Soto at this point. Talking about Soto. But at the end of the day, I think all of us were just kind of hung over because the way I described it to Ernie Martinez on Friday. What did Ernie say? I'm just curious. Did Ernie think, fuck that guy? About Soto? Yeah. No, I think he saw what I said, which was, uh, we mentioned a holiday party. And Dave, you've had parties here. Yeah. And and anybody who's had a really fun party, you know what goes into the preparation. You're putting together the guest list. You put together the food, the drinks. You make sure everybody's going to get home okay. Maybe the music. The whole thing goes into it. And those couple hours of the party, man, it's just great. You feel yeah. good. You're You're thankful for everything in your life. And then slowly people start going out the door. And at the end, you kind of look around, and man, there's plates and cups and bottles and everything all over. But ultimately, at the end, the really good party has come to an end. And there's a little bit of that, damn. And I said to Ernie, that's what it feels like. Because not only did Soto go out the door, but a bunch of guys went out the door. Snell went out the door, Hayter, and, and a handful of others. Right, Even if you want to put Myers and, and a few others in there that were all part of it, they've all left. Yeah. And it's that feeling of the party being over. And then Friday comes, Dave, and you start seeing what became a really interesting, fascinating day. Yes. Relatively early in the morning. As the first thing that I saw, you tell me if this was with you. The first thing that I saw on social media was the report of a private plane leaving Orange County 
and going to Pearson. Now, the only thing that concerned me about that, having flown into Pearson Airport a lot in Toronto, is there are secondary airports around Toronto. And if somebody was coming here for San Diego, let's say Shohei Otani, let's say it was reversed. Let's say he was in Toronto and was coming here to San Diego. If he has a private plane, my guess would be he's not flying into Lindbergh. He's probably flying into Palomar in Carlsbad. I don't know that he's flying into Brownfield or Montgomery yeah, you Field. You know what? I can't tell you. I mean, we have a good, you and I have a mutual friend that they only fly a private plane. I've never asked yeah. where they fly out of and in. I, I, I would think you'd probably come into Palomar. It's really yeah. easy to just drop in and you could go. But hey, whatever. For the excitement of the day, maybe he was flying into Pearson. And that's where it started. But were things for me, and yeah. I'll ask you. What time? Do you remember around this what time? This is right around 9 okay. in the morning. Yeah, okay. Right around that time. And you and I have done the plane tracking move. Oh, yeah, with Dean. We, we were doing Dean. it during the NFL. And it was actually out. accurate. Yes, because we knew it was 100%. Dean's plane. Yeah. But it's kind of fun. And this plane was actually the plane that the agency of, of, CAA. of, of Shohei's. It wasn't some bullshit plane. Yeah, CAA. Yeah. Um, and then John Morosi, John Paul Morosi, guy that used to be a guest of ours yep. on Fox Sports Radio a lot. Highly credible, highly likable. Yeah. Said Shohei Otani's on a flight to Toronto. Yeah. With the Canadian flag. Guy based in Detroit, man. That's a short drive across the border yep. into Ontario. Yeah. Shows the Canadian flag. Okay. And just so you know, at this moment, like, I think I'm in the point of, in my head, <laughs> I didn't realize how bad I wanted him until that. Yeah. And then I, I didn't, like I said, I was going to cry, but I felt like, I felt kind of sick. Like, oh my God, this fucking sucks. Like, I'm about to have a really bad day. That but, was going through my head. Like, I didn't put anything on social media. But here's where it changed for me. Okay. Where it changed for me is when the guy with about 150 followers or 1,000 followers writes that the other gentleman from Japan had rented out the high-level sushi yes. restaurant yes. right next door to Rogers Center for a group of 50-plus. Yeah. Did you see the comment below right after that one? No. Comment below is, it's a surprise party for his wife's birthday. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think if you have been following all of this, yes. I think when you saw that, you're like, okay, hang on. This is not anything that Otani has done. I didn't know anything. So I'm just like, I don't know. And I'm like, this guy's got a thousand, right? Yeah. But the whole thing's going on and we're watching it. And then uh, Bob Nightingale. Yeah, I hate to say it. Bob's the worst right now. Well, Bob came out and said Shohei Otani is not on that flight. Shohei's home. In Southern California, and I go, yeah. Jesus, Bob's Shohei's all over, in though. Toronto. He got, he got this one, but Bob is, unfortunately, is kind of like, I'm a throw it against wall. If it sticks, he's, it sticks. It kind of sucks. He's been a little off. Yes, man. I was in the process of driving. Oh, and the one we forgot, this is the one that I thought, Dave, okay. was pretty big. And I was driving to L.A. on Friday afternoon, about 2 o'clock, and this is the one that they were all jumping on, both 570 and 710, where the fact that the guy who writes Dodgers Nation. Yeah, I was watching it on YouTube. I was watching a live show. Is a credited yeah. writer for the Baseball Writers 
Association of America. They just hired him, by the way. Dodger Nation just hired him. Paid him Away a lot of money. from the LA Daily News. Yeah, a lot of money to be on this. This guy writes a full article yep. on Dodgers Nation that it's over. Yes. Shohei's going to Toronto. And we have confirmed with multiple sources within the organization that they've lost. Yes. That was the one to me that I felt like, damn, he's gone. Couldn't agree more. And the guy who hosts the YouTube part on on that, Doug McCain, who's yeah. friends of this show. Yeah. Um, very nice guys. We'll sit there and, and write back and forth. And, and uh, very, extremely nice guy and, and nice about this show. I'm watching his YouTube and he says, I trust him because, as you just said, everything Jeff just said, this is credible. Why would John Morosi's credible? Why would he put his name out there? And it was it was it was awful watching it right. if you're a Dodger fan. But at the same time, you know, I'm going to ask you just just kind of jump off because passing has never been caught. Rosenthal's fucked up with a right. Scherzer. I honestly believe it's one of those jobs, Jeff, where we always say it's better to be right than to be first. If you're wrong once, people always throw it in your face. Bob Nightingale wrote an article today. Yeah. Now, Dave and I have known Bob. 25 years forever yep when he covered this team for the uh la times bob wrote an article today where he said the shohei otani story brought out the worst in baseball writers i couldn't agree more good for him and he pointed out situations where he has been burned yeah he said myself included he said we have to figure it out and go back to being credible instead of being gossip, which we've been for the last seventy-two hours. Did he go after Buster? Because I've always been on this show. I know you've gone after Buster for years. Yeah, Buster on, and and Buster falls in line with about ten other guys on how he should handle the situation. I mean, no, I, didn't, I didn't see Buster on Friday, so I, but, and I didn't, no, no, not Friday. He did it. He did it earlier in the week. He did it basically. The winter meetings were a waste of time because Shohei was holding everybody up. Oh yeah, that's stupid. Look, Shohei's life. Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Bla- Shohei doesn't owe anything to Blake Snell. No. So I mean, it's it's ridiculous. If you got yeah. a room in, in Nashville for three days, that's on you. Yeah, it's his life. It's fucking beginning of December. Season didn't start for a long time. Let so, the guy figure out what he wants to do. So Friday night, I'm in L.A. Go to a pretty cool. Uh, book signing go to dinner with a friend for her birthday by the way you attacked me in the middle of friday when i wasn't feeling too good well i'm sorry you weren't feeling good i'm just having fun yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm like what the fuck like i haven't said a word all day and then fucking i get hammered by the guy closest to me i'm sorry Jesus. About this i don't think you are i'm not jesus but i really did and now i'm talking to people in toronto because i have a friend who works for the jays and they're telling me we don't know anything yeah and if you work in the building, and, and look, man, the Canadians are a lot like uh, people from the Midwest. Yeah. They're incredibly close to the vest. But they were incredibly excited, and rightfully so, based on what they were hearing. Friday night, when Nightingale and Jim Bowden, again, yeah. I don't know where you put those guys. They're not passing. No, no one's passing. But when they come out and they're like, Otani's in L.A. And the guy who got off the plane was the dude from Shark Tank. You're like, fuck. Yeah. But then Saturday morning comes. What were you thinking, though? Friday night going to sleep. What what were you thinking? We're we're days away where this is going to happen soon. Yeah, I thought a couple of days away. In your mind, are we down to two teams? Did you think in your mind it's Dodgers, Blue Jays? Yeah, 100%. Okay. 100%. But... I was like, shit, man, the Dodgers are still in it. 
And, okay. and once I knew the Dodgers were still in it, I was like, this is going to be tough. So then we go to Saturday morning. Yeah. I'm sitting with Jack, and he goes, Otani just signed. Yeah. And I go, shit, where'd he go? He goes, Dodgers. How did he have it? He got it on uh, notification okay. uh, from ESPN. Did I think he have Passin. it set up? See, I have my phone set up for Passon and Otani. Yeah, I think Passon. Pa- they're the only two things I follow. By the way, I'm going to give credit to this because I'll forget. Yeah. There's a guy, because there are a bunch of people that go, bullshit, you don't have any sources, all this. There's a guy, his thing is at MLB Insider, but if you look at it, it's at, it's at one MLB Insider, and everybody fucking killed this guy. And he goes, check my... Tra- track record. He's the one that had the Freddie Freeman details before oh, yeah. it happened. And everybody just killed this guy for a week. And he said it will be announced on Instagram by Otani. Pay attention. And dude, he, he nailed it. Everything he said was going to happen, happened. So I got to give it. I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but good for him, man. He, he had it. Like somewhere inside the CAA, he had yeah. a lot of information what was about to happen. So the deal comes down. I said to Jack, what's the contract? And he said, 10 years, 700 million. There were a thousand different things that went through my head. The first thing I said to Jack is, before we even get to Otani, let me give you my two immediate Padre thoughts on this. Okay, go ahead. By the way, I was coaching a game. I had no idea what was going on. I said, my first immediate Padre thought on this is, thank God they got rid of Soto. Yeah. Because Soto's not going to be a $700 million player, but he's going to be a player that's going to get money. Could get the $500 million. It's not in their budget. So hopefully whatever they got, we'll see what the guys turn out. But okay. And I said the second thing, Jack, that you can at least rest easy knowing is that you can tonight go to bed knowing that the Darvish contract, the Cronaworth contract, the Xander Bogarts contract, and the Manny extension in the big picture don't mean shit. Because even if none of those <laughs> happened, the Dodgers were not going to be outbid. They were going to get their guy at any money, and if all four of those guys were off the books, you still weren't winning. Yeah. You weren't winning. Yeah. So who knows what it means with those guys, but Dave, if he had come in, and it had been 10 years, you know, 550. I was guessing 600 million is what I was guessing. Yeah, you drive yourself crazy because you start doing the math in your head. Well, if we don't have Xander and we don't have Manny, dude, it doesn't matter. No. You were never going to get the 70 million. So for me, I love Otani. I, I looked at it and and I was, I go, dude. Coming off elbow surgery, you get the money, but you, Dave, I'll just say this and then I'll give it to you. I've gone and watched him play a handful of times. I honestly can't think of anybody in sports that I've gone to watch in any sport at any level, probably since Gretzky or Jordan, that I've been lucky enough to see. That when you watch them do what they do, no matter what age you are, Makes you feel like a kid. You're so amazed at what this guy is doing. He's such a likable guy that if he's getting 70 million a year, God bless him, dude. We will never see anything like him. Will we, will he be that guy again? Dude, for baseball, I hope he is. I hope for baseball, 
Within two years, he's pitching and hitting at the level we're used to because it's so unique and it's so, dude, not to go over the top, but it's honestly, it's so beautiful for the game of baseball. Yeah. When we've had so many douchebags in the game of baseball recently that to go, I don't give a fuck if he's with the Dodgers or the Giants. The Dodgers will find a way to fuck it up. But ultimately, yeah. It, it's that's not, not what matters. I'll tell you my side in a second why I say that's not the part that right. matters. I will go to the Dodgers, and when Otani is hopefully pitching, I'll be so thankful that I'm alive and that I can take my son again yeah. to watch this guy perform because he's unlike anything we've mm-hmm. ever seen. And, and we could talk about the contract and everything else, but ultimately starting with Otani a guy who took so much less money because he just wanted to come here and play. Fuck, dude, he cashed in, and God bless him, because there's nothing about that guy that doesn't make you cheer for him. Okay, you know what? That is extremely fair and much better than I expected from you. What the okay. hell is that supposed to mean? Because I tell you what, and, and this is not, uh, I'm not joking around about this. You and I love this game, and the people who are baseball 100%. fans in this town, you love this game too. Yeah. The fact that you shit on this game as fans, it drives me nuts. I'm not joking. It's the part where Soto leaves, well, fuck that guy. He can go roll over second base for another team. Yeah. I saw that a million times. Fuck that guy. He walks too much. Fuck that guy. I'm like, come on, man. You know he's on pace to be a future Hall of Famer. It would have been right. nice if he signed a contract here that the Padres could afford. He's a guy you would have wanted in a Padre uniform because he's looked on as one of the top five hitters in baseball. Yeah. But don't say fuck that guy. No. I hate the fuck that guy move. And I, it bothers me, really, when Padre fans do it when guys leave. Jeff and I spoke about it last week. But it's always fuck that guy. You know, the Dodgers yeah. have those guys, too. Every team does. The Yankees say it about Ed Whitson. Fuck that guy. <laughs> the Dodgers say it yeah. about Jason Schmidt. They're a bunch of fuck those guys. But there's certain guys who are good for this game. And this game is different than any other game. As much as we love the NFL and we just got done watching the NFL and the ratings are great. I was literally talking to my mom, who's not really a sports fan today, about this. If I said to Jeff, Jeff, what team did Hank Aaron break the home run record against? Yeah, Dodgers. Dodgers. If I asked you what team and what city did he did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar break the all-time scoring record against? No idea. Okay, Utah Jazz in Las Vegas. In a game that was played in Vegas that nobody watched Dude. because guess what? It's not yeah. the same. If I told you what team did Jim Brown set the all-time rushing record against, you wouldn't fucking know. Right. Baseball's just different. It's what movies are about. It's what takes you to your childhood. It relates you to different generations. Go back to why you love this game and why you're a kid. Now, I'll say this about him and, and the money, whatever else. The money doesn't affect me really for shit. I'm not a season yeah. ticket holder, okay? I like the game of baseball. If he was on the Yankees, I would still be watching Otani. Right. Because, you know what? As Jeff just said, he is our Babe Ruth. As a matter of fact, Babe Ruth only played against one race. This guy's doing a world thing. Yeah. It's global. It's crazy. So don't leave the Dodger part out of it. Just, just appreciate the player. Yeah. Last year in the World Baseball Classic, he hit the hardest ball, and he threw the hardest ball. <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy. And he won, by the way, striking out Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, he's he's so fucking unique that he's the guy you're going to be telling your grandkids about if, you, if you're one of those people. But he appreciate what you have in this sport. He's yeah. a global superstar. The fact he went to a team you hate, I'm sorry. But the fact you get to watch the greatest player in the world in our generation, whoever thought you'd get a chance to see a Babe Ruth? Right. We're seeing it. Right. So the fact what you said, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, if you want to get into the money deal, Aaron Judge makes forty million a year. He's a hitter. Well, I, okay, but, but I mean, let's say so. Scherzer and Verlander make the most as pitchers, forty three and a half million. See if you add that up, that's eighty three and a half million dollars. 
So f- fuck the money part doesn't affect us, but the Dodgers are going for the global part. But they're That's already, what they're going for. But see, here's the weird thing, Dave. Here's what I can't figure out from a business yeah. perspective. Let's say he signs in San Diego. Okay. San Diego. And I believe he would have signed, Jeff, if the DH existed the first time. Maybe. But he, he would. But he, he, I think that's why San Diego was even in the running. Can I but, play in the field and pitch? But he wouldn't have signed here yesterday. No. And then it is. Not he, now. Six years ago, though, I think he would have. Yeah. And, and who knows? But the Dodgers are already a global brand. They are a brand at the level you think they're the same as the Yankees? 100%. Because I always say this. If you go anywhere in the world, you'll see somebody wearing a Yankee hat. Yeah, 100%. I think they're at the level that you look at. The Lakers are a global brand. The Dodgers are a global brand. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a global brand. There are just certain things. So what I look at that I'm fascinated by, and this is not from a guy that hates the Dodgers. This is just yeah. something that's fascinating to me. They already draw 3.4 million. Yeah, you can't fit any more people in the fucking They're not stadium. adding 40 games no. to the schedule. It's already the biggest stadium in baseball, and they're selling out. They have an unbelievable TV contract, but still, I think the number is somewhere about 40% of L.A., if not 60% of L.A., can't see the games because the channel is owned by Spectrum, yep. and there's a dispute between Spectrum and the other local cable companies, yep. as well as DirecTV and Dish Network. Now, if you're Spectrum... I don't know what kind of juice you hold. I mean, I would think exactly. you hold some because the Angel games were available from Valley Sports West. The other part that I look at is, so you go the TV issue, right? You're going to sell a shitload of jerseys. Now, let's say the jerseys sell for $200. Uh, they're about $300 now. Yeah. You're going to make $150. And I don't, fuck, is it really unrealistic to think a million jerseys could be sold? I don't know. But... I look at it, Dave. Steve Cohen came out and said, CAA never contacted me directly. Yeah. Okay, that means the Mets are out. Yeah, because he said he wanted to play in a controlled environment, meaning the weather. He didn't want to deal with the humidity or rain delays. So Artie's out. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, what level? I think Artie, he's made it clear. He goes, I want to compete. He's never had a winning record with Angels. Well, what I will be fascinated to see, because I talked to a friend today who was crushed Crushed as yeah. a Jays fan. Okay. And really upset. I said, don't be. What the Blue Jays did was rattled the cage of the Dodgers to the point that the Dodgers, in a lot of ways, probably ended up bidding against themselves. But you know what? This is the thing that everybody looks at, and this is the reality. The Dodgers are not Dean Spanos. They're not Mark Davis. The Guggenheim Group can write this deal tonight, whether they defer money. Enough about deferred money and how Shohei's a hero. It doesn't matter. Andrew Friedman and the Guggenheim Group had their sights set on one guy and said, we're going to get him, and and they got him. And it's a little bit like Xander. We look at Xander's $280 million deal, and you go, well, who are you bidding against? The, the, The... uh, uh, Red Sox said they were at about 150. Yeah. The difference is Shohei versus Xander. And there are very few guys that check all the boxes. I don't, I said, I, Rogers, Dave, I did the math. I meant to bring my phone in here. I think that the math right now is it's, it's a dollar sixty Canadian to the US dollar. When you yeah. do that, 
that puts the number at about 900 million Canadian. They're not, the Rogers owns everything. They're not paying a billion dollars for Shohei. So I'm a little fascinated to know who the Dodgers were bidding against and how close the numbers were. But you know who doesn't give a shit? The Dodgers. The Dodgers don't care. So The Dodger fans don't care. Well, when they came out today that the Angels said they made $70 million before the first game off of Otani. Now, remember, the team that gets Otani negotiates with Japan because right. every game is but there. But what did so you think for Hideo Nomo going back to Hideo Nomo and, and maybe even more so the I, Dodger I games are on? I, I, I don't know. I just Ken Ho Park and, you, you, and like others. Yamamoto said he grew up a Dodger fan. Right. And, that, and I don't know They're why They're already that is. a global brand. But whatever they've but, been getting you, for Japanese rights, they can now change. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're getting whatever. Like, the Angels are fucked. Dude. If the Angels had their own TV deal with Japan and that now goes to the Dodgers... It's 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 kind of crazy is because that, they, who are the biggest losers in well, this? Well, hold, group? hold on, just want to real okay. quick on the Otani thing. Finish up with the positives about him um, and, and the Dodgers. He said this was a three year plan. They let the MVP of the World Series walk out the door. Corey Seager didn't offer yeah. him a contract. Didn't offer Trey Turner a contract. This was the direction they were going for three years. If they Bellinger. failed on this, Bellinger, they failed on this. Yeah, as a Dodger fan, I'm going just go grab JD Martinez again and try and sign two pitchers. Right, it's not the same. That's yeah. not that was the goal. That wasn't what their their whole goal was. So when they are able to, to knock down this deal, I don't know what he is. I agree with Bob Costas 100%, by the way, because I'll forget this part. They said, would you take the Dodgers or take the field? He goes, I take the fucking field. Guess what? Me too. Yeah. Next year, if you ask me who's going to win the World Series, I'm taking the field because there's no guarantee they win jack shit. We got to round out that pitching staff. Yeah, yeah, exactly but they, right. But they'll go after but it. Think about it. We just don't know what teams get hot at then. I mean, who would have thought the Diamondback? Like, if Say Suzuki caught that one ball in Atlanta at the end of the season, yeah. Diamondbacks aren't in the playoffs. Guess right. what? The Diamondbacks go to the fucking World Series. So uh, with with, uh, with Otani and, and the success and the money and all that shit, it's it's kind of fascinating to, to see how this whole thing works out. You go to the biggest losers, it's, it's the Angels. Angels. The Angels. And the Giants. The, okay, I want to get into this Giant thing too in a second, but since you and it's I Angels. worked with the Angels, the Angels couldn't have fucked this up anymore. Dude. You traded three of your top five prospects to get Giolito. Right. You hold on to Otani, so we aren't going to be the team that trades Otani. Right. You're going to hang on to Trout. Yeah. You hang on to Trout. You have fucking Rendon. You're paying a shitload to. Doesn't want to play. And yeah, you, your minor league system is one of the worst in baseball. They said that was one of the things Otani went with Freedom. Went through the whole minor league system. Yeah. Give me the players. What's coming up after I'm here? Yeah. He said the Angels had nothing fucking to to uh, to, to show Otani. Yeah. Like, dude, dude, we're bare. We got Mike Trout who's broken down all the fucking time. And you got Dude. Rendon who doesn't want to play. Remember Rendon fouled that ball off his shin here in San Diego? Yeah. Never played again. No, because he claimed it's a fractured fibula and they said it's a bone bruise. You know why else the Dude, Angels lose? You know why else the Angels lose? I think to me, dude, it was such a, a pussy move to immediately take the mural down. Within an hour. To me, dude, uh, it, uh, I think your actions will always show who you are. Yeah. And the Angels showed who they are. You're right. The, you could get tickets for the Angels for eight bucks yeah. when Otani was pitching. Yeah, you said I that. know it because I did it yeah. a lot. Those tickets are four bucks. Yeah. What Artie should do tonight is put the team up for sale. Couldn't agree more. And he should sell it to Joe Lacobe, who grew up in Orange County and now owns the Golden State Warriors and wants it, and give Orange County the opportunity to have something as our, you know, our Yoda, yeah. Brett Michaels sang so beautifully, give us something to believe in. <laughs> Is that right? Is that right? <laughs>
But if I right, mean, seriously, you're right. And what you say, to, say to what you say to Joe Lacobe and the other owner, do you want me to trade Mike Trout so you aren't the bad guy, or do you want to keep Mike Trout? I'll do yeah. whatever you want, but we'll, we're going to sell this team, dude. I think at this point you just. You got nothing, man. The like, Angels might finish behind the fucking ace. Oh, yeah. They're that bad. Yeah. And and poor Ron Washington. Poor Ron but, Washington. But, I mean, if the Angels... We'll find out eventually. Yeah. I would think what the numbers were. But you just go in, and to me, classless, gutless. The idea that within an hour, you're, you're dragging everything down. I get it, man. Breakups hurt. Yeah. And especially when she, well, in this case, Otani moves right across the hall or right across the city and goes to the Dodgers, who you're always, always trying to catch. Always second fiddle. Right. Because I guarantee you, the Angels were like, if he's not coming here, go Toronto, go anywhere but the Dodgers. Exactly right. But for me, Dave, as much as I dislike the Dodgers, that is so greatly overshadowed by how much I appreciate Otani and the fact that That's he it. took less money to come here to play, that he played at the level that he did, and he cashed in at a deal that left everybody in baseball going, holy shit. Now, here's the other thing that I would say. I can remember working at Del Mar 20, 25 years ago. You can figure out the math. You would know this pretty well. Maybe, maybe 20 years ago. When Kirby Puckett signed a deal and Kirby Puckett got $3 million. Yep. I think it was like over 30 years ago. It's early, early 90s. Yeah. And we were like, holy cow. Look at baseball, right? Yeah. How crazy. crazy. It and it set the tone for other players because then Bonds and other guys started getting it. I don't think this sets a trend. I don't think you're going to start seeing guys get $65 million or 60 or $55 million for one reason. Because it's a unicorn. He's a unicorn. And it's about revenue streams. And the one thing that you're looking at across baseball more and more and more are teams that are losing the baseball TV revenue. Yep. The Dodgers were not in that boat. The Blue Jays were not in that boat. The Giants were not in that boat. The Cubs were not in that boat because all four of them have very, very strong TV deals. Uh, The Blue Jays by the company that owns them. And controls cable around Canada. Look, I think if the second winner behind the Dodgers, 100% is the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays won because their fan base has been so upset that they have so much money and nothing has been done. And the idea that the Jays were in it to the end. And yeah, you lose to the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, we've said for a year and a half, we thought he was going to LA. and, And I think most people thought he was going there. The fact that the Jays ended up probably number two, drove the price up. The fact that Otani went to Florida and, and did Tried everything. The facility, huh? yeah. yeah. I think all of a sudden now for other potential free agents, they become interesting. To me, it'll be curious to see what they do. I wouldn't panic if I was them. I wouldn't overpay for Yamamoto or anybody else. Trace Soto next year? Yeah, Blake Snell. Dude. I don't know what my market is for for Soto. Because the one thing I said, Dave, how many times did we watch him play left field? You're right. Offensively, he's amazing and he's a not kid. Not a good fielder, not a good base runner. We all know it. Yeah. But 
I, I don't know. I mean, I love today the New York Post. Yeah. Now, the one I got was printed. Uh, actually, I have yesterday's that I was reading today. So before the Otani news had been announced, I'd love to read the one today. I'll have to get it. Two things that I read already in the New York Post about Soto. Remember how excited they were about the Yankees getting Soto three days ago? Now the entire tone is, Jesus, we gave up a lot to get him. We gave up Michael King Come and on. Michael King. I'm just telling I you. I know, it's just ridiculous. But this is written by the yeah. Yankee beat writers. Like, look, it's exciting to have Soto. Michael King has top of the rotation stuff. For anybody in San Diego, yeah. we hope that's true. Still stings. The second thing that they're writing is, man, are the Yankee Because it's a Yankee paper. Of course. Man, are we going to lose them to the Mets? Yeah. They haven't had them three days. Yeah. And they're already in panic mode. Um, I just, I Otani is just different. And somebody talked about, I mean, the Fernando deal all of a sudden becomes amazing. Oh, it's a really good deal. Yeah. But somebody wrote about Manny Machado and said, you know why guys like Machado don't get it? Because they're not likable. They're just not likable across the sport. Otani's likable across the sport. How do you argue that? We like him. We like Manny here. Yeah, do, you do. do. You like him here. And in Baltimore, you know what? He's extremely popular still. All right, well, that's two. Yeah. yeah. You can't get to three without getting to two. Yeah. <laughs> Otani's likable across the sport. And for anybody to say, uh, oh, I hate Otani, or now I have to boom, dude, that's on you. That is. If you love the game of baseball, you, you appreciate that it's going to be a short time, right. and you saw the greatest of all time. Right. That's, I don't like I don't like the Giants, yeah. but I like Casey Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm in the same boat. I thought it was interesting. Major League Baseball didn't say it, but it was pointed out a bunch of times for people who follow economics and baseball that him going to the Blue Jays would have been not good for Major League Baseball. And the reason is you can't show TV ratings when you're selling advertising when it involves Canada. It's Canada's its own separate thing. So TV ratings oh, in the United States and TV ratings in Canada, you can't go to, let's say, McDonald's and say, Hey, this is what we get. It's not. It's not the same thing. So Major League Baseball wouldn't have profited the same. It, you never heard Major League Baseball say it, but you saw it written a few times that it's not exactly best for Major League Baseball for him to go I, to Canada. I just would be fascinated to know what their final offer was, and yeah. really, were they really Listen, even it, in it? Super, I mean, high, super high. But if he was just a, if he was just a hitter, what would he have gotten? If he was just a pitcher, yeah, what have he received? And you go, you know what? Probably a little bit less than than what it was but as a baseball fan more than anything it'd be great for the sport if he's able to come back will he be able to come back after two tommy johns he works out like a maniac will he ever be the same who knows yeah but i i'm so thankful that i've been able to see him play now it was different because i do like the angels i I like i like the angels and i cheer for them and dude they 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 gotta just feel like they were Oh, man, they were kicked in the balls. Somebody said, hey, you okay, Slugger? Come here. Help you out. Let me get you a glass of water. And then I'm just going to kick you right your little nuts again. Lay down. You know what? There's There are a couple things that I know. So And Artie's not likable. No, Artie's not likable, unfortunately. At first, you thought he was when he got the team, and he's not. Here's here's something that kind of scares me. I hope it doesn't turn into something as a, as a Dodger fan. But Chelsea Freeman, you know she is? She's Freddie Freeman's yeah, wife. She sure. has her own, like, stuff. She sells purses and jewelry and clothing and all this shit. If you go on her site today, 
She has a picture. It's a it's a white sweatshirt or t-shirt, and it says the big three. And it's a picture of Shohei, a picture Ugh. of Mookie. He's one out already. A Freeman. Hold on. It, it, and it says, it's a Dodge uniform, but it's in Dodge is Los Angeles. Okay. But it's his likeness. We, we know, we've seen this before with Hideo Nomo. We saw yeah. it here in San Diego. Not where good. Lawsuits happen. There's another shirt she's selling. It's a white shirt, and it's blue across, and it says show dash time, S-O-H. Or SHO time. And so then, dumb. and I'm like, at what point is there a cease and desist to one of his teammates' wives? Immediately. Yeah. Because one thing about this kid, if there was ever an alien yeah. it, it, that lives amongst us, it's this guy. No one's seen his parents. No one sees who he's dating. No one sees where he eats. No one sees what he drives. But he's got the biggest agency in the world yeah. in CAA. They're exactly. going to shut it down unless they. And it should be. I yeah. mean, what are you, out of your mind? Because I'm looking at the site today going, you need to order everything by today. Otherwise, you aren't going to get it in time for Christmas. And I'm Dude. going, are you fucking nuts? Dude, my Why favorite one that? was Joe Kelly, who's got 17 and said, Joe Tani is here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a guy big number to that guy. I don't think he gives a fuck. Remember, he was 27 in Japan? Yeah. And he goes, ah, some asshole basically yeah. already had it. It was about Trout. I don't know. You know what the, what the hell ends up going on? But at the same time, you don't steal someone's likeness. That's all you got. Right. What are you, insane? But, it's, I couldn't believe she was selling that shit today. But I, I would just say for for Padre fans, it tells you the Soto deal. Yeah, There was no purpose in riding it out. You got what a lot of people gave you high grades for on this trade. We'll see. Ultimately, we'll find out. Yeah. But then uh, the other thing is, too, it tells you doesn't matter. Xander or any of those deals. No, it's different. You can't compare him to any other guy. You just But can't. I, I'm just saying, Dave, you, you would have driven yourself insane as a Pods fan thinking, well, if we had the Cronenworth money and the Xander money, dude, we could have been right in because we could have done. You weren't in. You weren't in. Who wasn't going to come here? The Mets. If the Mets weren't in, we yeah, weren't in. Exactly. And then you look at it and you go, I don't know. I, dude, I'm never going to cheer against a guy. I just think a guy that, that gambled on himself took a lot less money than he needed to, played at the highest level, both offensively <laughs> and, and defensively as a pitcher, and stayed incredibly likable the entire way. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Get as much money as you can get. Okay, here's one thing I don't understand. This is something you've said for years, and I'll be honest, I'd sit next to you for years, and I'd go, okay, it's not your money, but you said it all the time. And yeah. now it's it, it makes sense. It's more and more relevant. You're right. I know what you're going to bring up. You used to say all the time, and you still say it. Spend money, but you got to spend smart money. You say it right. all the all the time. Jeff has said this shit for twenty something years, and I literally look at him like it's not your fucking money. Who gives a fuck? Just spend the money, and, and right. this is how I felt. And I let you go, and I never once interrupted you, and I'm listening. But today, I'm like fucking. Everything you've said all these years is a hundred percent right, and Padre fans don't understand it, right? Because you're put your team. Your favorite team, put yourself in a bind that might penalize you for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about these old guys. And I keep reading online, I hate to say it, our friend Laura is part of the group who's really distraught tonight, of why is it okay that the Dodgers spend money, but it wasn't okay when we spent money a year ago? Because it goes back to what Jeff has been saying for 25 fucking years. You didn't spend smart money. Yeah. It doesn't make sense it. to sign anyone at 41. And I think to quote you from a year ago or two years ago, why don't you learn off of what the Angels did with Albert Pujols? That what you bought Josh at one Hamilton. point, yeah, but mm. but Pujols especially the ten years stretching yeah. out to his age, it's not worth it. To that's not smart money. You're going to get decreased value for your dollar, and they did it not only once 
but they did it three times. And exactly what you said, the smart money thing, this fucking franchise penalized themselves because they weren't smart with the money. And it might not hurt as much tonight, but you tell me what it looks like when those guys are 41 years old at the end of the bench. Uh, I'll tell you the other thing that you look at today, too. And, and you can't play this game. I'll give you two thoughts on that, Dave. Some people are critical. It wasn't a Padre deal. It was a, it was an athlete deal. Yeah. Uh, do I think the Dodgers spent smart money? Absolutely not. Do I think the Dodgers had one up their sleeve where they said after the contract that we got for Freddie Freeman, smart money, Mookie Betts, smart money, the amount of money that we've invested in our minor leagues and our system and our brand and everything that we've done across the board is smart money. I I don't think you watch Survivor. You don't, watch, don't watch Survivor. Survivor. But they do this thing. And it's pretty funny every year where you can go. And these are people that for the most part for 20 days haven't eaten, yeah. sleeping outside, getting smoked by bugs. Man, you're not sleeping. You're not eating. They're making you do physical <laughs> chores. You're under cameras the whole time, right? They had this thing a couple of weeks ago where around the island, they had different tubes that had money hidden in them. Yeah. And it was a scavenger hunt. You went and grabbed money. And I think the highest guy had $800 and the lowest guy had like 150 And then they had an auction. And the auction, Jeff Probst would bring different things out. And David would be a slice of cheese pizza and a cold beer. Yeah. Guys, like 300 bucks. And the other people on there are like, what? 300 sold. And he sat there and he ate that pizza and he chugged a beer and he goes, dude, I'm fucking great. This girl pays 500 bucks for a chocolate milkshake. And the other people are like, what? And she grinned from ear to ear and she chugged it. She had the money, she wanted it, she got it, yeah. and she didn't give a fuck. Dude, they may recoup all of it. They may recoup 200 and take a $500 million loss. They don't give a fuck. No. Ultimately, they're going to get every dime of that back. They had one guy they wanted, and they got him. And it's one of those things that we've all done. It doesn't matter. Oh, you can look on your wall. You can look at different things that you have. Dave and I joke about it all the time. What's the craziest purchase you've ever made? But I would also say, what's the favorite purchase you ever made? What's the favorite thing you bought? Because I said to Cade, we went to lunch yesterday. Go to lunch in Coronado. It's just three of us. We get dinner, everything else, and it's 60 bucks. For lunch, because we were we were saying minimum wages change, and yeah. I go, dude, we used to eat for nineteen bucks. We yeah. ate for sixty bucks, and we were talking about a dollar in, in gambling. I said, dude, I'm not a gambler. I said, we just paid sixty bucks for lunch. I signed it. We go. I said, if we bought sixty dollars worth of scratchers, and I make back ten bucks, I'm so pissed that I just lost a fifty. I said, okay, yeah. what's the difference? It's sixty or it's sixty. The Dodgers didn't give a shit what the Jays bid, what the Giants bid. They had their guy that they wanted, and they went and got him. And all they know today is, yeah, I've talked to Dodger fans. Dave, I think if you're really, really honest with yourself, you wonder, fuck, dude, is he ever going to be the same? Oh, yeah, 100% I do. But who gives a fuck? It's Otani. 
Yeah. And he is in the hat and the jersey yeah. of your team. This isn't Joe Namath with the Rams or Johnny Unitas with the Chargers. Bert Jones? Yeah, it's not, Snappers, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not those legends that came to your team when they were washed up. Right. And it's one of those things where you go, is this guy worth the gamble? Yeah. We're going to put our chips in. And our fans tonight are thrilled. And we beat Steve Cohen, who wasn't in it. We beat the Yankees. Shit, we didn't know we had to beat the Blue Jays, but we beat the Blue Jays. And all we know is on opening day, when we're sold out again, and we're announcing the team on the first base side, or third base side, third I guess base. they are, we're going to be able to say Shohei Otani yeah. for the Dodgers. That's all they wanted, dude. No, that's it. That's, we're all allowed to do what we want. There's you're, things you're that right. we've paid that we've overpaid for. Yeah. Whether we've overpaid for our kids. Dude, anybody who bought their kids a PS5, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but you know what? Dude, your kids are happy. And for the Dodgers, yeah. their sponsors are thrilled. Their yeah. fans are thrilled. Their team is thrilled. Everybody who walks into that front office tomorrow is going to be like, holy cow. You think anybody's yeah. going to be like, anybody's like, well, how's his elbow doing? Hey, you know what, Herb? You know what? Hey, love it or leave it. Fuck. You know, her Friday's the Christmas party. If I draw your name in Secret Santa, guess what you're getting? You're right. You're getting a goddamn punch in the stomach. Herb. Herb. What the fuck did you just say? Well, I was just wondering. Uh, yeah. You know what, Herb? Wonder in the fucking parking lot. Not here today. You dick. Now I got to go to HR. I just said my secret Santa is a punch in your eye to go with the punch in your stomach. <laughs> Fuck. That's why you got fired at Lowe's. <laughs> Dude, you've seen a lot of them. You've seen a lot of those. Right? Here, here's, what's, here's what's funny. Like, the, the Dodgers are, are obviously the team I grew up with. Yeah. Guess what? The guys who own the Dodgers, they made it really clear. This is a business. It is. This is the Guggenheim group, okay? And I don't understand. I'm, I, I should have called Laura before the show just privately to ask her because she talked about uh, filing for bankruptcy. And I think she was being a smartass, tongue-in-cheek. But here's the deal. Teams who have pulled out these loans before, going back mm-hmm. to what the Padre did, which is scarier than you want to give attention to, every team that's had to do it, their owner did have to sell. Yeah. The Dodgers were one of them. Trust me, I know. McCourt had to fucking pull out yeah. a loan to pull out. And guess what? He had to sell. 2012, you and I were at, at 1090 at the time. They announced the Guggenheim Group One. Yeah. Magic Johnson is part of that group. He, look, Magic's not paying, making payroll. He's just part of the group because he was a big face. Right. So they buy the team for $2 billion. Remember in 2012, mm-hmm. everyone loses their shit. $2 billion. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, now you, you sit there and you watch the success they've had. You hire Andrew Friedman, one of the smartest moves they could have done. The, the team is set to win for, for a while. The rumor is the Guggenheim Group selling that team soon. You yeah, know? not bad. So what's the invest? If you put $2 billion in, whatever the fuck they sell it for, guess what? They're money guys. This is all they do. Dude, the commander's got $6 yeah, billion, You Dave. see what I'm saying? The commander. The Guggenheim Group's not going to lose money off the $2 billion. They're going to make think, money. What and do you think Balmer pays for them? I, I don't know. My point is, these guys are, are fine. Yeah. we None of us are ever going to even touch that money. And to sit no. there and go, oh, they fucked up. I'm like, these guys don't fuck up. This is what they right. do. Whether it's this business or some tech company, this now, is what they fucking do. Now, 
Uh, the other winner in this whole group is Dave Roberts, San Diego uh, no Zone. No shit, dude. I was thinking fire him. I was not joking. You got to fire him. He's uh, we, They would boo the fuck out of him at Dodger Stadium if he show how he was on our opening day. When that was all going on Friday, I said to Ernie, I go, dude, what's Doc doing yeah, right now? Yeah. Doc's got to be losing his shit. Because yeah. whether it had anything to do with it or nothing to do with it. Wasn't good. Explain that to Dodger yeah. fans. Yeah. You're done. So it's Dave Roberts. Yeah. Dave Roberts survives another day. But now, if you're Friedman, yeah, all of a sudden, you're already the Dodgers. You already had pressure on you. Now you better figure out that goddamn pitching staff. Yeah, the pitching staff's a disaster. And now they're saying today, Walker Buehler's not going to be ready to go. Walker Buehler's not going to be ready May's to go. Dustin not ready to go. I heard Glasnow's, you know, they're talking about it. I said, he Dude, gets hurt get, all the fucking time. That's why I said. Get Glasnow and Shane Bieber, all four of them, can drive to physical <laughs> therapy together. <laughs> But you know what? They're like, fuck it. We'll yeah. figure it out. That's well. That's the thing. You don't know what they're going to have. Now, in all honesty, if, if, as I said, I picked the field, I would play this game with you. To be fair, I would play this game. If Shoei signed with the pods, I would say, Jeff, in 10 years, how many World Series does he have to win? Well, that's funny. I was saying about that today for the Dodgers. I think ultimately, Dave, at the end, you're like, give me one. I think you're, you're right. I was saying two in my head, but I'm thinking. Yeah, two or I, three. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. In their mind, they're thinking at least 10. Two. At least in their mind, they're preparing for 10. But yeah. it, but you're, you're right. You you take the field. The Phillies still have a really good team, especially if they add Soto the next year. You just never know what the fuck happens. But Jeff makes the best point. There's no pitching on this Dodger team. No. Kershaw's not even under contract. They got a bunch of guys that Bobby Miller's their best pitcher. These guys pitched right. for one year in the big leagues. So they, don't, gotta, they don't have anybody. You got to figure it out. And they can't announce the Otani move, by the way, until they dump two players, which are trying to trade two guys on the 40-man roster to the Yankees tonight. Really? Because they can't announce Joe Kelly or Otani because they have 42 guys right now. Oh, shit. So okay. they're going to give away two guys off the 40-man for two guys you wouldn't put on your 40-man. Here's the other takeaway. That's where the Padres, by the way, should jump in. Yeah. Here's the other takeaway if you're a San Diego fan. Yeah. It's the one thing I'm going to drive this into your head every show until the end because I don't want anybody to ever say, well, I didn't see this coming. The streaming charge is coming. What message this sends across baseball is revenue streams have to be coming in at every level. That's why the Motorola patch gets signed. That's why you see the constant advertising in the outfield. It's why Darius Rucker and everybody else is playing. It's everything they can to continue revenue coming in so that you don't have another situation in the future where a $50 million cash call has to come in and you no longer have Peter Seidler who loved this team with his heart, you have guys running it that you would assume are going to look at it, as Dave said, as a business, not as a love affair. We should expect that. We should prepare for it. They are done. They don't owe you anything. Any of you that think that because when you were a kid, you had games, nobody cares. Exactly right. Absolutely nobody cares. And nobody gives a shit that you and your grandpa sat on. Nobody, stop. You're boring everybody. It's a business. Revenue has to come in in order to compete and continue to do things, whether it's building a farm system where if you look at Baseball America, and I would highly recommend you don't do it because Baseball America is great. But the current issue for each team has the top 10 prospects 
across the board. Yeah. And sure, it's fun to look at San Diego because you see Ethan Salas and Dylan Lesko, handful of other guys. But then you look at Washington and their number two prospect is James Wood. Yeah. And you go, God damn. Motherfucker. You can't. I mean, because we're all in on yeah, Soto. Of course. But you look and you go, hey, hey, hey. Number two, he couldn't be buried. Number 10 is the pitcher that none of us remember. Yeah. That was thrown into that deal. Because we always talk about Wood and Hassel, Gore, and Abrams. We always forget about the fifth guy. Yeah. He's currently number 10. He's 6'6", 230, throws about 98. Yeah. I go, well, let me flip the page. It flips the page. I'm sweating here. Fuck. How'd it get so hot? They go to the Cubs, and who's number four but a kid they got in the Darvish deal? Fuck. <laughs> hey, you've had some good days here. You've had some, hey, you've had some good days. Lick the thumb. <laughs> Lick the thumb. Turn the page bench. again. <laughs> and uh, here's, here's another guy. Uh, shit, whether it was, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's just guys that have come up. And then you look at San Diego, and like we said, uh, Jackson Merrill, Robbie Snelling, there's guys, and, and Baseball America writes, look, man, you traded a lot of prospects, and they've done a pretty nice job rebuilding it. But we knew it was the gamble. Exactly right. Dave, we knew what the gamble was. We said you can't go backwards. Yeah. But, um, but streaming is coming. Prepare yourself, and, and don't be a little bitch and cry on social media Oh, I can't have mean. I can't imagine they're doing it because you can't have it both ways. Yeah, you can't have your team competing at the level you want them to compete to commit money to international scouting, free agency, having the kind of prospects that allow you to trade for Joe Musgrove or Darvish or Soto. Those unique things. Being able to compete for free agents. Not that you're in on Yamamoto, but yeah. Xander Bogarts. Win or lose, you have to imagine, and they're going to come to you. And before you start crying the blues, take a look at what the difference is tomorrow when you go from Starbucks yep. to anywhere else you go to spend money. It's it's not it's not what it was five years ago. I said to my son, "Shit, man, you could go to Subway and get five dollars subs yeah. not that long ago. Now it's fourteen bucks." Dude, McDonald's is crazy now. Anywhere. For them to compete, you're going to have to kick in yep. for streaming. Or you can listen to the games on the radio. But if you want to watch them, it's coming. And whatever that number is, I'm sure they're talking about it. I still think it's it's probably somewhere in the neighborhood to, of 150 to 200 for the year. And oh, for, what in the fuck? Did, shut up. You're going to pay it. You're going to pay it. Break you, down the price of one game of yeah. going to, or you get every game to watch on TV. You're and pay and it. that's it. And whether or not the pods are smart and try to do what the Dodgers have done, we've said it with wraparound programming and cool different shows. Which if they've done a long time ago. If they're really smart, because let's be honest, Fox Sports San Diego didn't really deliver what they should have. No. Bally's gave you nothing. The ones who did it the best were Cox Channel 4. Exactly right. And I don't know. I don't know that Cox Channel 4 will ever come back. But we are going to have to pay a la carte prices to get it. Yeah. And it's coming across the board. Same thing. I mean, right now, you got to pay for Prime to see Thursday night. 
right? You yes. pay for ESPN. You want to watch Billions? You subscribe to Showtime. You want to watch, uh, what's our succession? You yep. subscribe to HBO. You pay 15 a month. You go, fuck, I, what do you pay for Netflix? Yeah. What's the last? You've been doing it for years. You pay 19 bucks a month for Netflix. Tell me four shows you've watched in the last month because you're going to be watching four games. Yep. It's coming. They need the revenue. They're not going to absorb it just because you and your Aunt Millie fucked off on the couch. Not literally. Open that. And uh, and had fun watching the games with Jerry Gross. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Save your fucking letters to the editor. Save your calls to coach. Nobody cares. And if I was coach, as soon as that dickhead Kevin calls... When I'm hearing these stories... Yeah, about I heard them on MLB Network this morning. I mean, MLB uh, Radio. Oh, my God, that guy. Can we can we do anything with that guy? Can we trade him? Why does he change his name? Why does he just keep the same name? I think that guy has made many logical decisions of late. Just keep your name. Yeah. He could be the next JT the Brick. He could be offered a show. He could be. Nope. Not going to happen. Um... As soon as somebody calls Coach's show and starts waxing nostalgically and nostalgically about how they used to, shh, we gotta go. <coughs> Ask grass or gas. Nobody rides for free. <laughs> That's all they do on Coach's show. Right. Can you imagine the nerve of these guys since Peter passed away? I'll tell you. And they'll use that bullshit too. Save it. Save I, it. I'm with you. I don't it's know. coming. I'm with Get you. ready. And if we're going to stay competitive, I think they'll be very aware of what this market is because all of you got those little T-Rex arms when it comes to going for your wallet. Dave and I have been to parties with you. Yeah, I guess we'll get this one, won't we? <laughs> but it's coming. It's going to be the norm. And that's the way this team's going to stay competitive. Otherwise, your payroll is back down to 94 million. right. Honestly, when you when you're buying that streaming package, man, you're you're the reason it. they can they can go for go ahead and continue to be players. Otherwise, right. you're right; they're going to be the fucking pirates. Right, because all of these guys coming up, I'll just tell you, at some point, Jackson Merrill and Ethan Salas yeah. and a bunch of these guys you're excited about, they're all going to need an extension. Yeah, and and you're going to have to look around. They're not otherwise. You're the A's. You just start trading away before yeah. they hit six years. Right. Right. It's been pretty good. It can stay that way. Yeah. I mean, you weren't going to sign Soto. You weren't going to sign Otani. That's okay. Exactly right. All right, real, real quick. You wanted to mention the Giants. I almost closed out before oh, the yeah. Giants. Why do you think nobody wants to play in San Francisco? I mean, the Giants are having a really hard time for the last few years. It's not a Bob Melvin thing. It's yeah. not a Gabe Kapler thing. It's why. What do you think the reason is of why San Francisco isn't the draw it should be? I think the problem is, Dave, that the people that are going in and making the presentations on behalf of the Giants are not very good at doing it. It has to be it. It has to be it. The thing... Because they have stars in other sports. Look, when... 49ers do it. The Warriors do it. Look, when if, if you come in and interview with our team, the first thing that we try to do is sell you on why we think the company's right for you and number two, we want to hear why you think you're right for the company. And it's a conversation and it's yeah. a dialogue and it's a connection because, look, it's a relationship. And you can offer money 
But if you're not, it goes back. I wonder if it's a little bit of Dean. Stan Kroenke told an amazing story. If you remember back, sorry to do this to Charger fans, but if you remember back at the time when the NFL was trying to figure out should they come to L.A. and who should get it, there's a small committee of about six or eight owners that strongly suggested that the city of Carson be given for Mark Davis and Dean Spanos. Yes. Jerry Jones knew that would be a disaster. And so ultimately, that group of six that they figured would be a slam dunk were overruled. So then they had to go into a meeting and Mark Davis had to make his pitch as to why the Raiders believe belonged in L.A., We can imagine what that would be like. We're going to have brand new P.F. Changs everywhere. (laughs) Dean went in, and from what we were told by pretty good sources, Dean's whole deal was a a PowerPoint and a long one about why the Chargers belonged in L.A., been a loyal soldier, and San Diego was a dead market, and he needed there. At the end, Stan Kroenke won. And later on, Stan Kroenke was asked, why do you think you won? And he said, because I went in with a lot of pictures. And the older guys like Art Rooney Sr. and all those, or Art Rooney, because at the end of the day, everybody likes looking at cool pictures. And I had really cool pictures of what SoFi was going to look like. That was it. Yep. I think the Giants are, are Dean probably doing PowerPoints and just boring guys to death. If I had a guess, it's got to be something. And I think the rest of the league is way ahead and said, look, man, we're going to cut to the chase. This party is going to be great and we're going to win. But if you're here, it's going to be even better. And we want you here. What's it take? Let's go. Let's head off to Jimbo's clown room. Make this thing a night. (laughs) Let's make this thing a night. Herb, get the keys. Herb. Boy, I don't know. Have you seen the girls there? Have you tried the potato salad? I swear to God. You're going to get a fucking swirly if you say another word, Herb. <laughs> Pete and Billy, get that fucker. Turn him upside down. Flush it. I'm going to do that, dog. There's a Herb in every office, isn't there? Ours is Jimmy Hughes. <laughs> I didn't know he's going to hear this and be so mad at me. That's so fucking funny. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, again, is... Uh, I just want to point this out. We did two shows tonight. Yeah. Matt Coyle was here before we did this show, okay? And I was just thinking of Dan Williams and Matt Coyle. Matt Coyle's a fantastic author, and I did a one-on-one with Jeff that was really good. So you'll see it show up in the feed. If you listen to this show and you're wondering... Hey, when did that show happen? Just make sure if you're looking for it, it's there. Okay, yeah, look, it's, it's straight out titled Matt Coyle. You'll see it. Tuesday night, Mysterious Galaxy, 7 o'clock. Come out and say and, hello. And outside of uh, so many other people, Dan Williams is the biggest Matt Coyle fan going, and he would say the same thing. But Dan Williams, of course, has done great things for us. And for you, too, if you've made that phone call, we've told you about 858-688-6813. It's 858-688-6813. Look, Dan tells you all the time, get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. I've shared this all weekend long with different people who always talk yep. money with me and, and real estate. Dan, Brian Curry, they're working together. But look, at the same time, they want to educate you on what's going on. Look, if you already own a rental property, are you getting the most for it? You should call Dan Williams. Make sure you aren't leaving money on the table. Dan can tell you amazing stories about what people have done with the rental properties. 
And shockingly, it's outside of California. It's mm-hmm. affordable. It's going to be easy for you to make a lot of money. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Dave, I, I took him up on it. Uh, I didn't even tell Vita Jack or Kate. I just sold the condo. Yeah, good. And so what I'm doing is I'm buying rental properties in the Cayman Islands. Nice. Now, I don't know where Vina and the boys are going to go. I don't even know if they've started packing. They don't even know they're going to be out. But, uh, no, all kidding aside, it'd be great if I just sold it from yeah. under him, right? Guess what? I just bought four places in the Adirondacks. Every, yeah. A cabin. Bubba. Everything's electronic signature these days. I can just type in VRT. Done. Um, <laughs> just signed Paul Mahan. Bought that cabin, bitch. Get this Red Wing stuff out of here. Get this Barry Melrose picture out of here. Um, no, I think, Dave, all, all joking aside, right now at the holidays, a couple of weeks out, and as we get ready for the start of the new year, property taxes, everything coming up, right? Yeah. Cash flow is such an important part. And the ideal of rental properties in San Diego versus rental properties, where would I enjoy having a rental property? Maybe in Vail? That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. I'd have a little plaque honoring the late, great Ryan O'Neill. You see Ryan O'Neill passed away? He was probably a guy that hung out in Vail. I had no idea. Yeah, he died two days ago. I fucking missed him. He was fucking great in The Champ, your favorite movie. I had no idea. And then, uh, oh, wait, that was John Boyd. Yeah, what the hell are you talking nah, about? I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm looking at the ceiling like, what? Ah, oh, fuck. He was good in whatever he was in. Eh. Rest easy, Ryan O'Neill. But Vail... The late great Spider Savage. There's a lot of guys that I'd have a, a deal for. Maybe I'd have one in Detroit. Okay. Have a have a plaque for Jim Leland. There you go. Who interviewed uh interrupted his Hall of Fame speech the other day and said to the guys, You mind if I have a minute? I gotta run out back and have a smoke. Did he? Neither they said, Jim, you're Jim, you're a Hall of Famer. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, there are places where you can increase your cash flow and and sometimes the best answer is the easiest answer. Get rid of the one here, sell it for a profit, use that equity, and buy more. Uh, Dan can help you do it. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. There you go. Brian Curry, as I mentioned before, is working with Dan. Brian's the guy, if you want to sell your home in San Diego, will get you the most for it. At the same time, if you do want to stay in San Diego and you're trying to figure out the right house, the right neighborhood, the right street, Brian Kerr is your guy. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. How many of us have kids that are either graduating or going away to college or are just empty nesting? And as much as you have memories in the current home, boy, oh boy, do you really need a four-bedroom house? You had it, but now it may just be you and the little lady. <laughs> Well, why don't you take advantage of that and sell it and and start with a new place that's probably more uh, makes more sense. Yeah. From from an amount of space that you need, maybe it could be in a little bit different neighborhood, a little bit of an upgrade, or you could be on the other side where you've been in a smaller place and you like it. But maybe your family's growing. How exciting would that be? And you need a little bigger place. Maybe you need to sell house number one and move into a bigger unit. No matter what situation you're in, Brian can help you out. Give him a call. You can see some of the houses that he has available. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on that sponsor page. Dan's there. Alan's there. 
Brian's there. Uh, Bright Bail Bonds are there. You can find the links to all of our guys, plus our main guy, Kyle Fluger. But, yeah, if you're in the market to buy or sell, nobody better in this town than the great Brian Curry. There you go. Speaking of Kyle Fluger again, Kyle Fluger wants to help you out with the website, whether it's building one or fixing the one that you currently have. Make sure you mention Dave and Jeff. You get 10% off if you mention Dave and Jeff. Mithralmedia.io is his company. But here's his phone number, 619-500-6621, I got a text message, Dave, from our great friend Roy Robertson. Uh, friends close to him, call him Wa, as in Patrick Wa. And he said, you know what? I appreciate the fact that you mentioned I've been working the bridal conventions. He yeah. does, because yeah. he can marry you. Of course. And he said, I'm going to upgrade my website. I'm going to give Flugs a call. Good. I said, if you call him. You tell them your family to us, and that and that's what I love is when good people come together. I was exactly. at dinner. I mentioned it. I went to L.A. on Friday night, and I was up there with my great friend Catherine Reed, and she has just developed a, a website and a podcast, and Flugs is helping her do it. They were sitting at dinner right on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood having a blast, and she just raved. She said, I can't thank you enough for putting me in contact with, with flugs. Yep. And I said, you got it, man. She goes, it's just, it, when you have a website and it's a big part of your business, when you have somebody that does it at the level Kyle does, uh, it, it's one less thing you have to worry about. Exactly. And Roy said, I'm going to call him just cause he said, fuck that guy. <laughs> when he beat my fantasy football team, I said, tell him he knows how I feel about it. Uh, Kyle and I are starting a brand new website. Yeah. Things that guys do that I immediately hate.com. Other day, I'm reading LA Magazine. Yeah. Two different people, two different men over the age of 30 use the word yummy. Oh, boy. In a sentence. I said, what? What's this? One guy, Alex, didn't know how to spell his name. Used to be on Channel 6 down here. Okay. Now he works on Channel 11. Talk about hanging out in Agora Hills. How much would I have to pay you to go hang out in Agora I'm Hills? Not. Hey, go here and try the strawberry pancakes. They're yummy. Like, you got fucking be kidding me. This guy let that go in print. <laughs> and then, uh, then I go a little further, lick the thumb, flip a couple of pages. This guy, Nick Adler, his dad, Lou Adler, yeah. sits next to Nicholson. He's starting a new restaurant, a vegetarian restaurant. It's fine, whatever you like, in Silver Lake. I said, well, what do you recommend? Whatever the fuck it was, Eggs Benedict. And he used that word again. Oh, boy. I go, good God. Let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. If you're a guy and you want to and walk out at the end of the night with hot thing over there, the corner of the bar, Drop that word from your vocabulary. See how it goes. Yeah. Oh, boy. She ain't leaving with you. No, she's not. She's leaving. Who's she leaving with, Dave? Probably Kenyatta. I think Kenyatta's taken. Okay. Well, I don't know. She's leaving. <laughs> she's leaving with anybody but you. Get your shit together. Kenyatta. <laughs> That's funny as hell. 
By the way, I'm very happy with that young man. It's beating us all in fantasy football. I love him, dude. That's our guy. Oh, my gosh. He'll choke in the playoffs. I know. We all know what's going to happen. He knows, too. He's going to be the Dodgers. He's going to be the Dodgers. I know. He is. But God bless him. I love that kid. He is our. Come on. We knew all these other dummies. Yeah. Kenyatta is a crown jewel. Yes. Dude, how much better are we for knowing that kid? I say that sincerely. Oh, he's great, man. I love, I love Dude, all We'll stop by here and just hang out in the garage. Shoot the shit. He's good. Nah, we don't need him coming down here. He's going to try to sell me a no, phone. No, he already does. I'll come down in the middle of the day and just say, hey, you're around? And they'll just hang out. Oh, I love him. Yeah, all he's right. a great kid. Just don't try to sell me a tablet or dish network or whatever the fuck he sells. Just, <laughs> just let me live my life, okay? Just know that I love you. You're family to me. Oh, boy. Take all off right. that salesman then. <laughs> All right, here we go. How old are they and how much do they work? We'll fire through these. December 13th. Okay. First one is Taylor Swift. Do you see her today at the Bills game? No, was she there? She walked in right before the Bills took the field. Yeah. And in the hallway. Okay. All the Bills guys, all, you know, you see guys fired up, jumping up and down, fucking would go kill somebody. All the shit stopped when she walked by. Everyone turned around. Yeah, it was funny as hell. I don't know the answer. I'll ask you. Do you find her likable or not likable? Very likable. Okay, good. I'm actually a huge fan as a person. I thought it was cool as shit when she moved from Nashville to New York that the first album she had, she took every dime she made from that album and donated it to the public schools. Oh, dude, that's cool. All the work she did. It took over, you know, a year, two years to make that album. Yeah. She gave it all to the city of New York. That's cool. It's pretty fucking cool. As far as attractive goes, yeah, she's a pretty girl. She my type, not at all. No, I get that, but I don't know anything about her. Yeah. So I don't know if she's likable or not likable. No, very likable for me. Um, I'm going to say, dude, I'm so bad at this. I'm going to say she's 27. 34. Hey, I went the right direction one time. Same age as Travis Kelsey. Oh, wow. Here's the crazy thing. Kelsey and Gronkowski are the same age. Whoa! Doesn't really? it feel like Gronkowski yeah. should be older because he's been retired? I'm going to say 1.5 billion. You know what? Not bad. 1.1 billion is what it is now. Probably will be 1.5 at the end of the year. Uh, How about that, Jay? At the end yeah. of 2024. All right, that's good to hear. I didn't know enough about her. I'm glad to hear she's like him. There you go. Next one. One of your favorite people, Jamie Fox. Do I love Jamie Fox? I know you do. That's why I said one of your favorite people. Uh, I'm glad to know he's healthy. Yes. I'll say 56. Exactly right. Uh, I'm going to say 600 million. $170 million. Dude, I think that number's way low. But, I mean, still great. Yep. But I, th- I think he... One of the most I, talented guys going. I love that story. We've told it before that he discovered Ed Sheeran. Yeah. That he would do all these different things at his house. And he tells the story that he, he met Ed Sheeran and he liked him. And Ed stayed at his house for a while. And then he had a new music night. And he said Ed was the only white guy in the room. And all his buddies were lighting him up until Ed started playing the guitar. It's like that yeah. scene in Buddy Holly when yeah. Buddy Holly plays when Gary Busey starts singing at the Apollo. That's true. I like that, man. Um, good for him. All right, one of my favorites, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi's awesome. Plus a firefighter. Yep. 64. 66. Okay. Uh, 11 million. $35 million. Wow, nice. All yeah. right, last one, Dick Van Dyke. Dude. 96. 98. 98. 28 million. 50 million dollars. All right. Good for him. All right, here we go. This is uh, five questions from Josh. Okay. 
What's the best Christmas gift you were ever given? Love it. Absolutely remember it. I was a little kid. I could not have been four years old. My mom was a single mom. I, I, I love my mom like crazy because the older I get and the more I realize what she did for my brother, my sister, yep. uh, three kids by the time she was 27 and a single mom, insane. She and I went shopping Christmas shopping. And again, dude, I had to be three or four years old. Yeah. And it was one of these games. Dave, do you remember it was a basketball game and there were little holes that were caught out Yeah. and a ping pong ball. And you would use a lever on the side to flip this ping pong ball into the net. My mom took me shopping and she said to me, do you think your brother, who's worthless, uh, would like it? Okay, tip me. <laughs> you said your brother was worthless. You're at three. <laughs> he's the dumbest guy ever I've laughed all weekend with that idiot um she said do you think your brother would like it i said i think he would love it that's yeah. the coolest game going and on christmas uh i opened it up and she got it for me yeah that's and cool that and then my second favorite which is very very close i almost would have forgot my second favorite uh my first christmas with vita yeah 2004 we had gone away for the weekend and we went, uh, when you go downtown, it's the old holiday Inn, the round hotel that you yeah. see right there had the coolest room. We're on like the 17th floor and it was our first Christmas together and we got different things. And she gave me something in a roll and I started opening it up and I could tell that it was a Raiders Jersey. Yeah. And I say it all the time. I was just like, Oh God. Right, don't be Jay Schrader. Don't be Jerry Rice or, you know, Pauline McCallum. Bill Pakel. Bill Pakel. Right. Daryl Daryl LaMonica would have been a fun one. And she got me the Van McElroy <laughs> jersey, my all time favorite yeah. player, because she said she heard you and I talking about it yeah. on the show. And I still have it. And yeah. I love it. That's cool. And I told her the other day, as annoying as you can be, goddamn you hit a home run that day. She's like, Oh, thanks. Oh, what's your favorite? Yeah, I'll tell you, the best gift I ever got was, um, all right, so we moved to, when I was a kid, we moved from uh, Los Angeles to Nashville, Tennessee. I was like six years old. Mm -hmm. And my dad gets a job as a salesman. When he was in, uh, when he lived in LA as a kid, when I was a kid, he took over his father's carpet cleaning business. Oh, wow. And so he used to clean hotels. Like he would be gone for three days cleaning hotels, moving on that fucking furniture. And he had to pay for his mom, his dad who was sick, who died right before I was born, had to pay for his sister and her kids. He was paying everybody's bills. Jeez, but he was, he was in his 20s, and he's sitting yeah. there busting his ass, and he's like, I got to get out. I, I can't be paying for three families. He had two kids of his own. So we moved to Nashville. He finds a job as a salesman. And, you know, if you're around in the 70s, especially the late 70s, bell-bottom jeans were a oh, big yeah. deal. Dude, he made a shitload selling bell-bottom jeans, okay? I mean, they were everywhere. You just yeah. travel around, he's selling jeans in department stores, and everywhere he went, there's fucking bell-bottom jeans everywhere. You know, pockets with rainbows and stars on the back. Oh. And, and so he did really well. And guess what? Styles changed come the 80s. No bell-bottom jeans anymore. Yeah. So, boom, he's out of a job. Company goes down, he's out of a job. And I remember he was looking for a job, and, man, I was like 10, 11 years old, and... You could feel the stress in the house. Oh, yeah. My dad's not working. My mom didn't work. And nothing you can do at 10, 11. You know, you're right. going. But I remember just even going to school feeling like I wish I could do something because I didn't know money or what their balance was in their bank. But you could tell we were we were hurting. 
you yeah. know? So, um, everything like I never asked for anything. Like literally I got one pair of shoes a year. You know, I never, I wore like the same five shirts to school every yeah. week. And so, um, it was, it was stressful. You could feel it. And so I think he felt bad the way things were going. And I remember he picked me up from my friend, uh, Jamie King's house, which was a couple miles away. And he said, Hey, when you get home, you forgot to make your bed. I noticed this morning when you walk in that house, I want you to walk right down that hallway and I want you to make that bed. And I didn't say a word. I said, all right, he's right. You know? And so I walked right down the hallway and there was a brand new Atari. No on, way. On the bed. And he bought it. And so it cost, I think 120 bucks. Now I don't know what the fuck that thing would cost, you know, and it, you know, money wise. Dude, PS fives today are six hundred. Yeah, dude. probably six hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. but that was a big stretch for my dad. I know to get that. Right. But he felt like I needed it, and so he. But he bought it, and so I think it was the best gift he ever bought me because I know yeah, it, it, awesome. number one, it hurt too, as he knew he wasn't giving me, and probably my sister stuff that we needed or compared to our friends. But neither one of us ever complained. But at the same time, you could feel the stress on the house that, hey man, we're really short on money here. Dave, it goes you know? back to how we started the show talking about Otani. Yeah. Could, can they afford it? Who knows? Yeah. But uh, ultimately, at the end, everybody was happy. Yeah. Dude, look at Lou, man. Yeah. Dude, that, I love that. That was a, that was, that was a good one. That was, uh, that was pretty good. Cool. You'll always remember it, right? 100%. Especially yeah. being a dad. You figure it out when you're a dad, too. Yeah. Um, here we go. What's the best Christmas gift uh, you ever gave? Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Um, you know, man, that's funny. I don't, I don't look at things that way. Do you look at, you buy something for your kids and I'm looking forward to seeing their face when they get it. Yeah. But, but the thing is, it it was, that's funny. You mentioned that I I had a conversation today, long conversation. And I think when you deal with different shit in your head, it's a good thing to do self-assessments. Right. And I don't know how often people do a self-assessment, but I try to do one as a parent. I try to do one as a manager, try to do one relationship wise. And then you try to do one friendship wise. Yeah. And you look at different things. And I said to uh, a friend tonight, I said, you know, too often when things have gone wrong, I said, sometimes your heart's in the right place, but you try to do too much. You try to be too much. And I said, if you're hungry, right, instead of being the guy that's going to show up and it's the lobster bisque and that perfect steak and the carrots and the asparagus and the creme brulee, maybe just on that day, all you need is scrambled eggs and, and a couple of pieces of toast and it just gets you through. I said, fuck, man, you're, you're just going to scale back and just try to be what they actually need instead of what you think they need. And the And the point of that being, Dave, is that uh, the gifts that you give to people, um, I don't know, really just in the moment I do it, I, I try to put a little time into it, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't spend my time, um, remembering what those gifts were. Yeah. I can't think of things directly either right now. I mean, I know right. as I just told you the story about, um, where I didn't, I didn't get a lot, didn't ask for a lot. But for my kids, because we grew up, obviously, I didn't, my family didn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I went all out for Josh and Jake every year, like to a point Rita would just go, what are you doing? I was like, because this, this is what I want them to re- remember. I mean, well, I'm able to do it, so I'm going to do it. Now, for them, I don't know what they think, but man, I yeah, I spoiled the shit out of my kids on Christmas Day. Because I, I watched all the Christmas movies. We never celebrated yeah. it. 
I always felt like I was missing out every Christmas. Well, you know, one I didn't mention, and I've been so lucky. Yeah. A birthday present that I got was from my guys at Upper Deck that took a picture of Jack and Cade, the one year they played together. Yeah. And they made an oversized uh, football card of those guys awesome. at Helix. And I love it, dude. It, like, it literally choked me up when they made it. But I, I'll tell you one that I look at literally every day, and I love it. Uh, Dan Williams. Yeah. Dan Williams, and I love the Rolling Stones. And Dan... Kind of right about this time. So I don't know technically that it, maybe it was a Christmas present. He gave me a signed book from Gordie Howe, yeah. which is great. But Dan and I are such Stones fans. Ron Wood paints a set list for every show. Yeah. And Dan got me the set list from the show uh, I was at with Jack and Kate. That's really cool. And got it framed for me. And it's, dude, it's so incredible. And yeah. so nice. And th that's when, yeah, I don't remember anything I, I did the other way, but I'm so, yeah, we're insanely lucky, dude, for the people we have in our life. So, exactly. Yeah, I love that one. That's a great one. All right, three more questions. We'll go okay. from fast. What's your favorite dessert? Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, Probably carrot cake. Really? Yeah. How about for you? It would have to be something chocolate. It would be... Uh, Something with with ice cream and and uh, a ice cream and chocolate cake. My mom like used that. to make German chocolate cake when really? I was a kid, and that was great. Dude, something yeah. happened. I can't eat sugar like I used to. Yeah, my wife and her friend were making cookies all night last night. Here, try this one. I'm like, after two, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> I don't have diabetes, but I'm like, I'm dying. Like, I felt terrible, dude. I told I you, like man. that snail you put salt on. Yeah, dude, right? <laughs> after being the, uh, you end up in the hospital last week. Who's this? Who What's this? up? Like her. Um, yeah, after, God, they start running everything on you. Yep. It's crazy. But, yeah, it's pretty good. All right. All right, next question. I already know your answer to this one. Okay. Could you survive one week in the Amazon rainforest? No. No fucking way. No, I told you, I love these frozen camper videos because everybody, they're making all these incredible things. And it's so great. And then five minutes in, I just realize, yeah, I wouldn't. I would not be good no. there. How do these guys make money? Are they all just? I like, have no idea. What the hell's wrong with these guys? I don't know, but they're all making money. And they're yeah. all sponsors. There's this one guy who goes out, dude. He did this thing in Alaska, Dave. He spent the night with no tent and no tarp. And this dude, Cade, watches him too. This guy worked his ass off. He must have shoveled snow for four hours, and he's got the video running. And he and he's an older yeah. guy, dude. He's he's not in his twenties, and he built this whole like snow shelter, and then he's sawing down logs and building a fire. And then in his backpack, he had food. But in this shelter, he like crashed the night. And I'm like, dude, I got to shut the patio door. <laughs> Freeze it. And I'm watching this guy. I'm like, I love it. They're so cool. And and YouTube just keeps sending them to me. Fuck it. Yeah, much better than the shit you and Costa send. Oh, my God. Did I keep getting a thousand ways to die on my I Twitter feed? I don't want feed? that. I don't either. It's always guys at work where like a wall falls on them. It's yeah, terrible. I don't like any of that. Although Jeez. I did like, uh, I like the one that you had for Mike the other day, the rodeo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Thanks, that, that one I enjoyed. That was pretty funny. I saw I saw Lord Finney the other day. 
Uh, yeah, they asked me to come and ask talk about soda. Oh, nice. I saw Paul Rudy. Paul Rudy uh, told me to tell you. He goes, we're, we're two of his favorite guys. We started our careers around the same Dude, time. That's my guy. He, and that's what he said. And that's I love what he him. said. And he said to me, he goes, next year, he goes, I'd love for you and Jeff to present an award at the PPR Gala. 100%. What do you really? Cause 100%. Because I, I told him, like, I don't think Jeff will do oh, 100%. it. 100%. And he goes, I love he goes him. really? Okay, good. Because honestly, he, he would love for you to do it. I would do it in a minute okay. for Paul Rudy. And I, I know our schedules don't always match up. Yeah. Fuck, man. This will be I, like a Friday night next dude, year in fine. December. But he, uh, 100%. He literally asked me I right, love right him. before I went on. Dude, he's, one, he's such a good dude. And uh, a Vikes fan. Yeah. But I know it would be so tough. But if he's ever on vacation and could come hang out down here. All right. For what he's done and locally and all the different shit that he's. You know, he's never done that Sully show. I've never seen him. Have you? That on air show? No, but he'd be great yeah. with us. Yeah. Uh, but even I'll if. I'll ask him. I'll, I'll 100%. I know ask his him. schedule doesn't always match up. Yeah. But but whatever Big he. Big dog guy. Yeah. You know? I, I, dude, Paul, if he wants it, I'm telling you right now, Dave, committed. 100% I'm in. Good deal. All right. Uh, last question is okay. uh, if you're with a girl who either had bad breath or body odor, would it be a deal breaker? Yes. I'm with you. Too. Bad breath. Obnoxious laugh. Um, Custom public. <laughs> Custom public would be bad. Um, oh, yeah. There's a bunch of things. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't but, care if a girl cusses in public. Don't cuss at people in public. Yeah. Don't cuss at the don't cuss at people serving her, t- her if, table. That's a turnoff. If she talks like AJ Preller, yeah, you know, Ugh. all of it, all of it. Yeah, if she's too heartbroken about Trent Grisham and not realizing big picture, she's out too. Um, good news. Yeah, without you even knowing, uh, right after the start of the year, okay, our beloved friends. Laura and Erica are coming back in. Good. I want to hear this. They have a lot of Otani shit and fucking Soto shit to say. A lot. Well, they always have a lot to say. Fuck those girls. Track down that girl that called CBS Radio, that Avery girl. Dude. Grind. What a drunk. Where's she? Yeah, we'll find her. Bring her in here, too. Hey, you know what? She might be a looker. What happened to you? Yeah, we'll bring Avery in here. Uh, and she can sit here with, with Laura and Erica and cry the blues about Grisham leaving. That'll be an a, a lister show. What are we back? Are we back Wednesday? Wednesday? We'll be back on Wednesday. All right. Our thanks to Matt Coyle. Tuesday night, if you get this, Mysterious Galaxy. I'd love to see it come out. A couple of the Dave and Jeff thermos are being given away. Nice. And uh, we'll hype up uh, everybody. But, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you Tuesday night, Mysterious Galaxy, and then back with Diablo on Wednesday. Good deal. All right. Walk to the park, 
our minds Maybe talk about Backstreet door, I laughed so hard I 